Good Evans, it's a Bobcast. Welcome to episode 23 with your host, me, Bob Evans. Real name, Kevin Mitchell. If you don't know about that by now, you, you just haven't been paying attention. To uh, On this episode, we are doing a something a bit different, going a little bit off script. It's the uh, 2017 ARIA special, which uh, we did last year uh, to such an amazing response that uh, people have just been begging uh, for that to happen again. So, um, and, and I'm also going a little bit off script too by recording this intro at before having the conversation because normally I record this intro, you know, after I've edited it, just like normally the last thing that I do, but I'm actually doing it straight up live with my guest who is on the phone right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Josh Pike. Hey. hey, yeah, just listening. I was just listening. You got you're very professional at this now. Well, really? Yeah, your voice, your voice changed. Your voice has changed. <laughs> That's what you said last year when we did yeah, this. Yeah, well, you go, you go like this. Hey, how are you going? It's yeah, oh yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> All right. Really? Is it really? <laughs> well, a little bit. A I've little never, bit. I've never liked the sound of my own voice. How are you going, JP? I haven't uh, seen you for ages, but I know since the last time I saw you, you've pretty much just been like touring the world. Um, I have been, yeah, yeah. So, so give us a give us a bit of a recap on the last few months for you. Uh, oh, the last few months, uh, I did a national tour with the band, um, supporting uh, the best of record that I did, but also doing Memories and Dust in full, which was really great, really great fun, and really celebratory and and you know joyous, which is what I was hoping for. And then I went across to the UK and Europe and and just played solo shows across there which was like one of the best things i've ever done in my musical career it was so much fun awesome and you did you you hit up quite a lot of places that you haven't played before am i right yeah i'd never i've never done europe at all so i've done the uk millions of times and then but i've never done uh europe so i went to berlin and cologne and paris and amsterdam and hamburg and somewhere else that i can't remember um (laughs) That's what, you're, and, such an, just, you're such an internationalist now. It's so hard to. Yeah, I just so many places that I go, I just just can't remember them all, and you know, I, was, I get really jet lagged, you know, and so I just like just can't remember mine. So I was like, what, just on heaps of volume and stuff. What, what, what was the? What was the? Was there any special uh, standouts? It was. All, I mean, L- London's always amazing because it's you know I have a pretty good following over there. So I played at Bush Hall, which I think you've played there. I have. Or, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is just such a great place, yeah, and that was awesome. sold out. And then I randomly sold out the show in Amsterdam as well, and that was just really cool. Fantastic. It was a tiny little venue, but it was just really amazing and no, fun look, and grat- gratifying. Josh, no one needs to know the capacity is a venue sometimes. I went did my first shows in Japan earlier in the year, and two shows, first one was sold out. No one needs to know how many, you know, the capacity. <laughs> but but, but all, you, all you do need to know is that uh, there are very small venues in Japan, very small. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? It's like, you know how like often so, or sometimes when you're touring and you go like, oh, this, is, this would be a great place for a holiday. And mm. then... You're touring it, and you think you think of it as like re- reconnaissance for future holidays. Sure. And then sometimes you go, you think about going to a place. I mean, we're in the habit of always thinking, well, if I'm going to go somewhere, I might as well play a show. Yeah. Um. But but sometimes it's a pleasure not not to play a show. But what I found was during this Europe trip, because there were places that I hadn't been to before, and we we knew people in the towns and stuff, and we were sort of you know hooked up with promoters and whatnot. It was just such a great way to cut through all the bullshit of a town and get straight to yeah. a, a core group of people or a core group of things that you know you'd, you'd be wanted you'd be wanting to do 
if you were there on a holiday. That's, that's mm. the thing I love about touring. You just cut through all the shit and get straight to the kind of good people and, and good things that you'd like to be doing that only a local really knows, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Um, in, I'd never been to Japan before and as a tourist to, to play gigs ever, I'd never even, I'd never so much as passed through, transited through the airport. But the promoter, you know, I was only there for three days, so which is, you know, obviously not much time to do stuff. But the promoter just kind of was my wingman the whole time and, you know, took me out to places and showed me a good time. We went, went bike riding after a show at, you know, two o'clock in the morning through the streets <laughs> of Osaka. It was so much fun. And I never would have done yeah. that stuff if I just, was just on my own. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. You've got to, you've got to kind of submit yourself to the process as well of just like giving up and not not looking at not trawling you know like in the past i've had the compulsion to like trawl the internet and go like you know berlin in one day what, yeah, what to yeah. do and then this time we just didn't do it and so i was there with my friend jack carty who was supporting me but you know we're also really great mates so that was awesome and we spent a lot of time bike riding around berlin but when i got there i also got a call from uh my old friend marcus from ginger safari who he was like oh i hear you're in berlin i've just moved here two weeks ago wow so we so we're just straight into like this weird putt putt golf party in the middle of the city, <laughs> and then Ben King from um, Expatriate rocked up, and then uh, Trent from the Sea Bellies rocked up, and it was just like oh my I god, know, it was just straight in. It was great. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? As usual with the Bobcast, uh, I, I don't know because we haven't had the conversation yet, but most of the time there is swearing. Most of the time it's by me, so. Uh, explicit language warning, as usual. If you don't like bad language, maybe switch off. Fuck off. Stop listening. Just stop fucking listening because it, there's always going to be bad language. This podcast obviously isn't for you, all right? Um, we're, just fucking, we're just fucking humans, <laughs> dudes. Jesus. Um, so, obviously, both, of, both Josh and I have done extensive research uh, before the episode tonight and, and, and being, you know, too... Industry veterans, uh, I can't. I mean, I honestly can't think of two people better placed to um, to provide the listeners with uh, just that just that inside knowledge of the music mm. industry that you just wouldn't mm. get anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, I, we we are like it's it is legitimate <laughs> to say that we are the Roy and HG of this <laughs> thing where we are proper experts. You know, like we've been yeah. nominated, we've won, we've been yeah. many times. I mean, there, there, there probably isn't anybody more qualified. I no. agree. I've never, you know, I agree, man. Mate, I wouldn't be doing it if, if it was otherwise, you know? Um, yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay, so this here we go. Let's get into it. Episode 23 of Good Evans. It's a Bobcast. Josh, let's uh, let's start with the best pop release, and uh, the nominees for the best pop release are Amy Shark with Night Thinker, Dean Lewis with Waves, Jessica Malboy with Fallen, Sia the Greatest, and Vera Blue Perennial. Now, the first thing I want to start off, the first thing that sort of just jumped jumped out at me, Josh, uh, with this was that, and I I don't know if the how if this has always been the case, but three of these. 
uh, nominees are for singles. One's for an album. Uh, Vera, Vera Blue is the only nominee that's actually nominated for an album release. The rest are singles or in, with Amy Shark. It's a six-track EP. So, um, mm. yeah, so, I mean, like, there's something about that that I kind of find a bit strange because what that is basically saying is that Dean Lewis, Jessica Malboy and Sia, those, just those singles by themselves were of greater uh, significance or or had more special things than entire albums made by other people. Now, look, who am I to, to question the judge's knowledge on this? Um, no, I think, I think it's more that it's just that classic thing that we've discussed last year where you just have to slot things in. So the record labels are trying to get you into any category that they think is appropriate. Yep. And, you know, just Mowboy and Sia are always going to be in that best pop release, yeah. you know, and so it's whatever whatever is released. I mean, I remember the first year that I was nominated for a, an ARIA award was with Feeding the Wolves, the mini album, and it was for best pop release. Wow. And I was kind of like, I was, I was quite shocked, but it just sort of, I don't know, it didn't, they just wanted to get it into any category where I might have, have the best chance. chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jess, I mean, and Jessica Malboy seems like she turns up almost every year because she's constantly putting stuff out, right? Um, yeah, she's always doing singles, that's right. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure, and I know she's got nominations for, uh, she's in that TV show, which I've never seen before, but uh, she mm. does like, you know, the soundtrack of, of that record and stuff. So I don't know if this song is part of that or not. But um, mm. No, neither do I. She's a triple threat. She's a, she's a triple threat. Actor, singer, dancer, you know? Commentator. Commentator. Javelin thrower. <laughs> um, is she? Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Look, I love Sia. Um, although you know, I know you do. I'm more I of a. I'm. I am still. I'm. I'm. I ha- as much as I hate to uh, say this. Uh, you know, repeat this cliche. I kind of do like her old stuff better than her new stuff. But um. Mm. But I do think she is amazing. Um, Dean Lewis. I d- didn't really know much about Dean Lewis. But I did I listen. Met, I met Dean. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, well, have you had a listen? I about half an hour ago. I listened to the first forty-five seconds of this song that he's nominated mm. for, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sounds a bit like Vance Joy." Is that? Yeah. So, that, so that, I've, well, I've is met. That, is that mean or is that kind of? Fair no, no, no. He he loves he loves Vance Joy. Okay, he, cool. I did a um a recording session with him at my place, um, and I recorded an acoustic version of of a of a different song, um which I believe never got used for anything. So it must, I must have done a bad job, which is fine. You know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes, <laughs> look, sometimes songs are just too good. You know, they're just so yeah. good that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that the, the, you know, the singer is just like, I just can't, I can't, I can't, I can't deliver this. this. I can't deliver yeah, yeah, this yeah, song. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he was a great guy, like legit, really nice guy. I was really grateful for the opportunities that were happening to him. And then randomly when I went over to the UK on this tour, I did a, a co-writing session with these two blokes. Um, this, I can't remember their names. Ed and um, Nick were their first names. I can't remember the last names. Was it Ed Sheeran and yeah, Ed Nick Sheeran and Nick Oliveri? Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Jones. Um, no, Ed Holloway and Nick someone or other. But Lachey. Nick anyway, Lachey. No. Yeah. Something. <laughs> but he. But they had written all those songs with Dean. Right. And. Um, so they were like really curious to know what was happening with him in Australia. And the bottom line is he's smashing it. And it's this strange thing where it, it, it is a full pop stuff, but it's yeah. been embraced by Triple J. Yeah, right. As has Amy, Amy Shark, which I oh, feel time. is also yeah, yeah. very poppy, yep. you know. Yep. 
So it's kind of like a representation of that um, new direction in a way. But yeah, he's, he loves Vance Joy. He loves like the, you know, Oasis guys. He's got that kind of cool Mancurian kind of strut. He's good. He's good dude. Okay, good. I didn't want to offend him. Um, Vera Blue is also an interesting one because she it comes out of the reality TV show pedigree. She appeared in one of them. I, I'm not, I can't remember which one because there's been so many of them over the years. I, I get them mixed up. But... Um, her, I think her real name is Celia Pavey. She was in one of okay. those. Yeah, so she's uh, another one of those that have managed to kind of come out of that and and get the uh, get the Triple J get on on board with Triple J like uh, Lisa Lisa Mitchell and uh, who else uh, Matt Corby. It's interesting if you look at that best pop release. Really, the only one that's not a Triple J artist is actually Jess Malboy, Malboy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 So that's that's something to note. I don't know what that means, but um, but who do you reckon is going to win anyway? <laughs> um, who do I think is going to win? Oh, fuck, it's a, I think it's a tough one. I would like to see. I think I would like to see Amy Shark win this, but mm. but I also think that uh, Jess Malboy is so has, she's got a lot of love uh, in the industry, and I reckon that she and Sierra, I guess Sierra and Jess Malboy may be more likely to get it. But I'd like to see Amy Shark win it. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, thinking about if you were voting, which did you vote this year? I voted. Um, I, th- I voted just for a few categories. Um, mo- yeah. Most, yeah, so did mo- I. most so did years I. I'll sort of just throw my votes around in, in, in every category, even if I'm not particularly sure. And uh, I know that's a bit of a no-no. This year I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to vote in any categories that I've got no fucking idea about. I'm just going Res- to vote in the, in the ones. Uh, that I ha- have a- a some idea about. So as a consequence of that, it was very few categories this year. <laughs> yeah, same here. I, just... I, I, kind of, I have a feeling that Jess is going to take it because yeah. I kind of feel like if you're looking at that as a music industry person, you might go, ah, oh, all these people, I don't know if these people are pop, but Jess Malboy, she's legit pop, yeah. you know? Like, And so maybe, maybe that'll get her across the line. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to Best Independent Release. Uh, AB Original with Reclaim Australia. Dan Sultan with Killer. Sia, The Greatest, again. Tash Sultana for Notion. And Vance Joy for Lay It On Me. So in this lot, we've got, you know, again, uh, or we've got a couple of albums, a single, an EP. Um, and the other thing that I noted about this too, and, you know, this is probably often <laughs> for, for anyone that gives a shit about this sort of stuff, a, a, a sort of point of um a talking point but i think sia is the only one that actually has independent distribution all the rest are distributed through majors and so no is that i I just question this whole independent how you know i'm I'm sure the rules have changed it's always been no there used to be a time there used to be a time no no it wasn't because back there was a time um where you had to be you had to have independent distribution to qualify. You couldn't be qualified if you had major label distribution. I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of was it. Was that in the 50s? Was that in the 50s and 60s when well, you started? Well, that was in a damn way back when. Um, no, that was, you know, early 2000s that I recall. Um, and <laughs> Look, the only reason I remember is because Jeb's got nominated for um, are the only independent release we've ever done. that we went was through, we did ourselves through shock. Um, yeah. And uh, there's no way we would have got nominated if, if it was... Um, if it was just open, if it was no, like if it was open, if that category was open to, um, yeah, to to everybody who, yeah. Jo- well, I was I was in I was nominated for a bunch of times because I was through Ivy League, which was through Mushroom. But I believe that Mushroom 
Yeah, they, I guess Even they're still that, trying to qualify. Yeah, but they still distribute through... Well, at that time, they still distributed through Universal. So yeah. I was like I- indie through indie, but distributed through major. So yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's not the distribution that counts anymore. Maybe it's the, who actually puts the money into making the record that, that, yeah. that sort of you know identifies whether or not it's independent or not. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tash wins because yep. she is just yep. killing it all over the world. Like I was... When I was in Europe, people were like raving about her, and she's playing to like you know two, three thousand people yeah. everywhere. You know, it's just gone absolutely nuts. Who do you? Who would you like to see win, and who do you think will win? I would like to see Aboriginal Reclaim Australia win, or AB Original. AB Original, I, I believe, is the correct. Uh... Um, because I just think that's good, um, and they're really they were really pushing some boundaries and and making some pretty strong and not at all politically correct. Statements, which I think Australia needs, and an independent release kind of, I think, is the perfect place to reflect those sort of views because you're not Fuck bound you. by Absolutely. labels and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Who I think will win is probably Tash because I think she's killing it. And, you know, it's hard to know what the barometer for the success of an independent release is. Is it actual, you know, crossing over into the mainstream or is it, you know, an artistic statement? Well, so, I'd, I'd like to think that it's know. an artistic statement. And, I mean, yeah, I'd be totally. Really, really happy for both AB Original or Tash Sultana if they won it. Um, I guess I would be slightly more in the corner of AB Original because I, I feel like for a long time people have been waiting for someone, a hip-hop artist in Australia from the Indigenous community to break out and fucking tell that story because I think for years Australian hip-hop, you know, has kind of been, it. it's kind of felt kind of white and, it, you know, it just, it feels like, it, you know, hip hop being the genre that it is, some someone from the indigenous community could really fucking use that so powerfully, and I feel like that's exactly what that record has done. It's so it's so unapologetic. It's not funny. It's a massive like, it's kind of like a fuck you, you know, record. And I just I'm, I'm just so happy that it's finally that that's finally happened you know and, and yeah especially because hip-hop has such a reach with young people and also it's like um it's actually a really good record you know it's like it's it's good well-produced hip-hop so it's yeah it's all it's all good anyway fingers cr- fingers crossed eh? fingers crossed and it, it's it's fresh you know it's like it's is that like a, fresh with a ph like ph fresh? absolutely yeah, Fuck, yeah. yeah um cool. but yes yeah, they're definitely they're definitely doing something that hasn't been done in this country before I, yeah f- f- to my ears anyway i think so, um, i think you and i are probably the most qualified guys in australia to be commenting on talk in, about hip-hop in, in, in hip-hop and like indigenous hip-hop as well black hip-hop yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think, absolutely i think yeah, you yeah. and i are probably the foremost uh experts curators whatever you want to call it you know yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm deep, I'm deep into that. Um, okay, <laughs> next, next category is, is well, it's a category that's, let's face it, is close to both of our hearts. The uh, best adult, best adult contemporary album. We have Bernard Fanning with Brutal Dawn, which is the sort of the part two. He, he, he put out a record last year as well, and um, so it's kind of like a part two. Anyway, D uh, D Dumbo with Utopia Defeated, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, uh, Skeleton Tree, who I believe won. Pretty recent, didn't? Well, I think there was a year when we were both nominated and he won. Um, Paul Ke- Paul Kelly, Life Is Fine, and Pete Murray with Camacho. Adult Contemporary. So I've got something to say about Adult Contemporary. Oh, okay. Here we go. I was uh, just out of the blue on Twitter the other day, and Lindsay from Frenzel was like, "I think you need to ask Josh Pike's permission for that." 
I was like, what's this chain? So I followed it and it was Montaigne saying, I think I'm just going to embrace the um, adult contemporary mantle. And, and so and he, he had replied, you need to ask Josh Pike about that. And then, Oh, yes, I did say yeah, that. And I then remember, fucking yeah. Bernard Zool just pipes up and goes like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, Josh Pike's got, a, you know, got that one sewn up or whatever. And I was like, I prefer to think of myself as a contemporary adult. And that's what I wanted to say. Adult contemporary, like it is actually the, what's it called? Like the, the category where a lot of the most interesting records end up being because... There's no other place to put them. Yeah. And I remember a, a bunch of years ago, it used to be adult alternative. And yes. that was really cool. Well, this is the thing that I'm... Now they've just gone back to just best adult contemporary album. For a while there, they played around with splitting the category into two. Yeah, the adult contemporary and also contemporary. Like, they had two. Um, and that's when I started thinking, oh, man, this is kind of... This is just getting too confusing now. Like, because it's, it's already a category that people struggle to understand the meaning of. And now they're splitting it into two. Uh, it's just yeah. like, ugh. So I'm and kind of happy to see it back to just one again. Well, they should change the name to contemporary adult because contemporary means, you know, current with the now and adult. So, you, don't, you know, you're not a kid. You're not like the up and coming young thing, but you're an adult that's still producing relevant, credible music. What about that, Kevin Mitchell? Yeah, what well, about that? Well, it's interesting because there's, you know, D.D. Dumbo in there, who's quite a, you know a new artist and doesn't you know the music musically even wouldn't you I wouldn't necessarily, but that could be one of those situations where the record company's gone. Let's get you in here. Um, well, they just don't know. Yeah, it's not pop. It's definitely it's, yeah. that's the thing. Like where where it's else good. are you going to put it's, that? It's really really that good. You know, it deserves. That's like Gautier and whatever. Yeah. Like where would it, where else would it go? It'd be in pop or in adult contemporary. And I'm pretty sure that he was probably like, don't put me in pop. That's you know that's not where yeah, I want to be. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but. Oh fuck! What else was I going to say about this? Duh, I'm getting old. Can't remember. Um, you, you're, in, you're it's because you're in the adult contemporary section, so you just can't remember shit. That's the that, other criteria well, I, that you need to be in right. that category. <laughs> yeah. Best album made by people getting old and forgetful. Um, no, but like, gonna... look, look, look. Apart from DD Dumby, nobody in there is under Dumby. 45. You know it's, what I mean? It's DD Dumbo, not DD Dumby. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from D.D. Ramon, there, you know, like everybody else is. Um, uh, so yeah, what are, what are, what do they do at the Grammys? Is there like a similar kind of award at the Grammys to, with a different name? Do you know? Wouldn't have a clue. No, I, don't I bet know. I bet I they know. do because they've got like about a three thousand different categories at that fucking thing. So you should do um, do some research and cut into the, this program <laughs> right now, now with that information now. Um, okay, well, the Grammys, I, I think Paul Kelly's a shoe in for this, and 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 there's I've got a very um, a, a very mathematical uh, reason for this, which would which and I would be willing to uh, put money on it because Paul Kelly, as we will find out later, is the only artist in this category who's been nominated for Album of the Year. So you would have to expect that he would, right. he would win this. Thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean Thoughts. Paul, Paul just sort of can't do anything wrong at the at the moment, and for I the know. last sort of eight eight years, he he is an artist that both of us, I'm sure, aspire to his career trajectory enormously. Like yeah. he's, I've given up, know. I've given up, Josh, I've given up. Have you oh, seen the I size, the tour that he's just yeah. gone on? He's playing like fucking Sydney Mind Music Bowl and River State. Like he's playing these massive outdoor. I know. Oh, it is hell. sort. It's a little bit bizarre because I would still say that if you went up to a lot of the people that go to those concerts, they'll they'd maybe know six songs of Paul Kelly's. Yeah, I don't know, you know, but I think I don't know. Whatever it is, 
he's fucking smashed it and I deeply admire his work ethic and I basically pray and hope to a God that I don't believe in that I would be able to be doing what he's doing when he's... Because I think he's like 60... I think he's my parents' age, like 60... Yeah. 66, 67, yeah? Yeah. It's, he uh, looks looks amazing. He looks he's youthful. Very good. He's, he's in, yeah, doing he's, great... He's still doing great work and, you know, it's awesome. Well, as you can tell from the cover of his album, he does a lot of swimming. Um, I think. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'm sure you've noticed as well, but every time I ever go on tour and he's, you know, on the festival circuit as well... I see him and Cameron Bruce, who's his keyboardist yes. and you know old friend of you and mine. Yep. Um, just they're just always jogging. They're just jogging um, relentlessly, just staying in shape. Well, relentlessly staying. Maybe in shape. that's look. Well, look. If that's if you want, you know, a career like Paul's, maybe you got to. One of the things you could be doing right now, Josh, is yeah. I, into I some could, instead of drinking whiskey at eight o'clock in my shed talking to you, I should be <laughs> doing doing a you jog around the neighborhood. Should be going jogging. You know? Jesus. Yeah. It's staring you right in the face, and yeah. Okay, moving on to the next category: uh, breakthrough artist nominees. Um, and I reckon this is a pretty, pretty great category. So you've got AB Original with Reclaim Australia again. Amy Shark back with Night Thinker. Dean Lewis back with Waves. Tash Sultana back with Notion, and TK Maidsa with her album TK. Um, that's a pretty. I mean, when I was looking at that, I was think, thinking like that's a pretty awesome group um, of of new artists and you know you'd be pretty happy for any of them to uh well to let me throw win it. let me throw this at you is tk made her a new artist because I believe so. as far as i'm first... concerned well she's well, been getting a lot of hype for a, like about three or four years now i think to win to not to to be eligible for breakthrough artist i think only thing is that you can't have ever been nominated before that's all it is. Because the, I'm pretty sure the Waifs were nominated for Best Breakthrough Artist on their fucking fourth album or something. Purely because yeah, so it's they'd a, never been nominated before. So yeah. yeah, so it's some... some. I wonder what the actual criteria for... I mean, it's obviously esoteric and just up to the, the, the voter, but what actually the criteria for a breakthrough artist... Because like AB Original, I get it. They're, they're brand new. Uh, Amy Shark, you know, obviously a couple of years yes, old. Dean, Dean Lewis, she's, he's, she's, he's brand new. Tash Sultana... Again, a couple of years old, but you know, definitely, I can see that she's you know broken through into the mainstream. And TK, I kind of feel like broke through a few years ago, so I just yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be Tash because of that. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a, yeah, I think it could be uh, I think it could be AB Original or Amy Shark or Tash Sultana. They, I reckon, they could all do it. I, I'd find it pretty hard to pick. The only thing is, like, if AB Original, if something happens right, where and this does often happen at the areas where one artist just is on a fucking roll and they win fucking everything you know they just take home mm-hmm. heaps and and if if that kind of thing happens to someone like ab original well then you know he he, he could win this and he could win album of the year and i'm oh, sorry i skipped saying he they there's two of them they um they uh could win you know everything or yeah. or, or nothing but yeah. yeah yeah okay best video now there's i was reading a and reading an article today josh i was doing some reading and good on you. yeah, yeah, it was really good. It took me a little while to kind of get used to the Warm words, it. Yeah, get the yeah, words yeah, again. Yeah. But uh, they can be tough, can't they? Some of them are quite big these days. Yeah, I know, hard. I know. And the writing's really small. Um, mm. And um, and anyway, so I, there was a bit of controversy about this when the nominees were released because uh, the Veronicas um, released a video that they thought um, they they basically sort of tweeted that they've been snubbed. Uh, by the Arias for not 
being nominated because they believe their video. And I kind of, I, I, I sort of was like, I, I'm going to hear this out. I want to hear this out. Um, and their sort of, their belief is that because, they're, well, they're not, the, the thing that they seem a bit dirty about is that um, the R, they believe that the ARIA Awards will, on the night, will be making a big deal about um, uh, same-sex marriage. And, and as today, as we speak, um, Australia voted yes uh, to uh, in the plebiscite, which uh, we should have talked about in the intro, but anyway. Um, but anyway, so the Veronicas were saying that uh, they're going to make a big, Aria's going to make a big deal out of this, and their video um, is all about uh, the issue, you know, the the issue issues around same same sex couples and 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 the the you know difficulties that they face, and they feel right. like they're you know that they feel like it's maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's being hypocritical or something. They just they feel like they that's that's, that's stupid though. I mean, I you know maybe it's just wasn't. I mean, maybe the people that because vo- it's peer voted the 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 is pe- peer voted. So maybe people thought that they were being a bit cynical. But how does or, it, but how does best video work when for every other for most of them there's five nominees, but for this there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten nominees. I, I don't know how it works. But I will say this. So maybe it's public voted. They've had a strong career for what? That's like, it must be like 15 years or something now, oh, right? Yeah. Or more, because they, yeah. they started when they were kids. <clears throat> have to be, yeah. So much, you know, like huge amount of respect for for doing all that. But, you know, it's a public, it's either a public or peer voted award and they didn't get a nod, so. I, obviously that, the making of that video was something they, they obviously put, you know, a lot of like, you know, a lot of heart and energy and into and, um, they were obviously so invested in it and, and, and what it meant that maybe that's kind of why they had a very, like a, a quite a, a, an emotional response to it. But, but yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I get that and I respect that. But again, who, who isn't massively invested or passionate about the art that they're producing? You know, whether it's making a political statement or a, a statement about same-sex marriage, which, you know, I voted yes, you voted yes. It's a huge win for the country and for, you know, for, for gay and lesbian people. That's all great, but but to say that a, a video has to be included because it is tackling that particular issue, I think is you know it's that's not the the I don't know that's I don't think that's right. I think every every artist that's on that list was deeply invested in the art that they were creating, and to say that some art is worth more than other art because it has a you know a political uh, message, I don't think is. Is necessarily fair. Yeah. Well, the video has had like I don't know, something like fucking twelve million views or something. So, at least you know, to the Veronicas, I would say you know, twelve million people have seen your clip. Your message has like got out to a lot of people, and yeah. so you know, you, you can hopefully feel you know feel some um, validation, vindication, from, yeah, yeah, from that at least. But um, yeah. So anyway, there's ten nominees. Ugh, I can't even be bothered reading through them. Um, no, <laughs> I think I, 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 the only one I'm just going to cut it off because I haven't seen any of them. The only one, uh, sorry, the only one I've seen is the Kieran J. Callahan, Callan, Callanan, Callahan. Oh uh, yeah, sad. And and it's pretty full on. So, I mean, it, I've only seen that one. So I'll have to okay. say that's my pick because I've only seen one. Okay, yeah. What I've, do you think? Um, I have only seen Sears the Greatest. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Again, uh, pointing out that we are the most qualified people to be commenting on this shit. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, like, we, <clears throat> I, I feel like, okay, sure. We may not be able to give insight into the actual substance of the nominees, but I feel like we're best <laughs> suited to talking about everything else around that. You know, well, you know, there's a, there's a thing, you know, Ma- you know that uh, sort of economist, so, you know, social commentator Malcolm Gladwell, right? I don't. You know no. that guy? No. Oh, he's a, he's a great writer. He talks. He has uh, a uh, many books that I've really enjoyed. One of them is called um, Blink, right? And it's about the idea. So he 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 was also one of the main sort of proponents of, proponents of the thousand hour ten thousand hours thing, where you know if you've done t- ten thousand oh, yeah. hours of something, I've heard about that. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So anyway, but one of the, his things is called Blink, and and it sort of bounces off the ten thousand hours thing, saying if you've spent so long involved in a particular industry or involved in a particular field, you can just look at a scenario which which is um, you know relevant to that field, and you can just kind of blink and get a bird's eye view, and your instincts are so honed in that environment that you kind of you are you can make relevant comments even when you haven't seen all the things and his example was okay. art 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 um like fake art experts can look at an, a piece of art and kind of blink and go no that is not real without necessarily doing all the dna testing and carbon right. dating and stuff like that right and i kind of feel like we that's are, us that's we, us we are that yeah <laughs> We are that. So we haven't seen any of these videos. We haven't seen one, but yeah. we can just look at them. We can see the titles. We can just kind of get a vibe. We can blink. <laughs> so get a vibe. And we yeah. know. We yeah. just know. We just know. I mean, would you agree with that? We just Absol- know. Oh, absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on yeah. the head. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best country album. Um, well, again, again, I haven't heard any of these, uh, but blinking, looking at it and blinking. Well, that's what that's uh, I would them. say. Got Casey Chambers and her album Dragonfly. Lee Kernigan, yeah, the twenty fifth anniversary album. I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming that might be some kind of greatest hits or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, O'Shea, sixty one six one five. Getting very. What is that? What does that refer to? I've got absolutely no idea. Maybe it's the barcode. Is it, Maybe is, it's the barcode it, of the CD. Is, <laughs> is it a biblical reference? Ah, uh, really? Maybe I don't know. Are they religious? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, Shane Nicholson, Love and Blood. And the McClymonts with Endless. Now, uh, obviously, Casey Chambers and Shane Nicholson are very much darling. Oh, Lee Kernigan is a, a darling. Actually, the McClymonts are darlings. They're all darlings. O'Shea, they're all darlings. They're all darlings of the country scene. Um, yeah. I have heard Casey's record and Shane's record, um, and I think both of them are really great. I, I reckon Casey's definitely, um, you know, she's somebody that is pushing herself, you know, with each record. She doesn't sort of stay in that safe place country pocket all the time you know she takes risks yeah. which i really like um and i really the shane nicholson record i really dug and i hope this i you know he, well, let's face it he's probably never going to hear this i don't want this to be uh, offensive because it's not but it just reminded me of, of the last couple of ryan adams records which i fucking love and oh, i just right, think yeah. he's I, I just feel like um he has gone for a certain uh, he's, he's shot for a certain vibe and i think he's done it really well so um, I can... I well, can uh, of course, the, the only thing I would say is that the Shane Nicholson record, um, of course, I appeared on. So I mm. guess in some ways, you know... Where were you? I mean, I've, got a hand, I've, got a, I've got a hand in everything, mate. So don't worry about I've it. I've got a finger in everyone's worry. pie. Why? Uh, um, what, what did you do on the record? Uh, long story short, my, one of my <laughs> very good it's friends... It's the first thing I said was why. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, not why, what? <laughs> what did you do? No, yeah, why, yeah. why would he ask it? Why um, did he want you... <laughs> 
No, so why Matt didn't Fell, he ask me? Matt Fell, yes. who produced Shane's record, is is the guitarist in my live band. That's and a, right. And a great old friend. Yep. And Shane was getting random people to sing this little chorus bit in one of the songs. Right. And uh, Matt just sent it to me and I recorded it right here where I'm Good speaking home. to you right now in my studio. Yeah, right. uh, so, yeah, I'm on there somewhere. You know, I'm on there somewhere, mate. So, I mean... In terms of that DNA being on there, I would say Shane's probably going to win. <laughs> um, but I don't know. No, I reckon I, I, you know what I actually think. I, I truly think the McClymonts will win this year because Casey's won many times. Shane's yeah. won many times. They've won just... together. And yeah. I think that people would be in the industry because it's a tiny industry. Like We, we must realize that the, the further and further we go. And I, th- I feel like maybe people within the industry would be like, let's, oh, let's I don't want to divide my loyalty. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to divide my loyalty here between... Casey and Shane, let's just give it to them. Let's give it to the Clummers. Maybe they haven't won one before. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe people are just like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of giving my votes to. I'm tired, you know? Yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm Everyone's tired. tired. I don't have time for this. This is too hard. I've I've given I've given Casey points. I've given Shane points before. They've both won the awards. I can't keep just giving. I can't just Keep giving, yeah. and I, yeah. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to give it to the clients. It's, it's their time. The McClymonts, uh, when I was a young man working at EMI Publishing, uh, Brooke McClymont was just signed. She was 17 or 18 um, to EMI Publishing. Yep. So she has been doing it for a very, very long time, and her sisters too. So, you know, I, I think they probably have won some stuff before, but um, yeah, they probably have. I think they, you know, I think they deserve it. They've been doing it for a bloody long time, like 20 years or something. So, you know, good on them. They've won as far as I'm concerned. You heard it here first. If I managed to get this podcast out before the actual hour is. Uh, best dance release is next. And, and I always feel, well, I say always, this is only the second time we've done this, but I just, I feel like this is the category where we really, we can really show our experts. Excel. Ex- we can really excel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so we've got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dom- oh, mate, you, I've seen you dance. You've spent a lot of time on the D floor. I've seen you on the D floor. Yeah, I've done some popping in my time. Done some popping and locking. Yeah, so you've done some popping of pills and some locking of ills. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I've done some popping of pills and some locking of jaws. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some popping of pills, some locking of jaw, some but hey, dancing but, on but faces hey, and dancing on floors. You don't need to be high to listen to dance music okay that's i just but it, it certainly makes it a lot just, a lot better doesn't just it helps, let's face it just helps a bit it really um, helps <laughs> dom dom dollar and torrent foot uh with b randy which I, I i mean i don't know the song but i love the title um i'm assuming that's a song title and not a record title it could be a record now, let me title. just let me just stop you here for a moment <laughs> let me just stop you for a moment did when we did that first josh and bob tour yeah did we take pills before the encore in Byron Bay, I think we might have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was. I just, I was speaking of D floors, and then we took the car down to the car park and just like danced in the car park. Yeah, and woke that was. Up. And we woke, woke up in of, each other's arms on the beach. It was one of the best <laughs> nights of my life. Great times. Um, great times. Uh, okay, Jaguar. Okay, so. Ja- so it's Dom Dollar and Torrin Foot with B Randy, Jaguar Ma, Every Now and Then, Peking Duck, Stranger featuring Elephant, Pinal with uh, Chameleon. And the kite string tangle with the kite string tangle. I feel as I'm reading this, I feel like it's only a matter of time before the Arias actually give me the call and say, hey, can you be the guy that reads out the nominees, does all the nominee readings out on yeah, the night? Yeah, yeah. Because I just, you know, I You'd feel be great. it's only a matter of time. Um, You'd be great. 
Yeah, so I don't know. What do you think? Thoughts, feelings, All right, opinions? so these are my thoughts. Dom Dollar and Torrent Foot, never heard of them. But B. Randy, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> Why know. Why not? Why what not does that mean? Ra- I mean, sure, let's sure. be Randy. <laughs> or is it referring to a person that they know, a really be great like guy Randy. called Randy, and they're like, be like Randy. So Just, I don't know. Jaguar Ma, I think, <laughs> you know, um, they've been around for a long time, and they do they're really doing good, well. credible. Yeah. They do really Overseas, good, credible stuff, yeah, I think. Yeah, they got, they yeah. got stuff happening. Peking Duck, again, uh, they're pretty hilarious. Like, I saw them at the APRA Awards making a speech, and they were really funny and really, you know, they obviously have a good time doing what they're doing, but they take it seriously. So that's cool. Now, Panau, I kind of feel like they should win because I feel like they really were the pioneers of not not dance music in Australia because I think Paul Mack and Sneaky Sound Systems and, you know, like, uh, oh, there was a bunch, but... Itchy and Scratchy, you might want to... Uh, itchy and Scratchy, throw, obviously, throw yeah, which there. is... Well, well, that's... That's Paul Mac, but yeah. Yeah, but, um, but, the, but the, the, it, it preceded Paul Mac's. I was just, you know. Yes. No, look, whatever, mate, you know. Sorry, I, I just, I get, I just I've done get a lot technical. Of research, I get okay? technical when it comes to this category because. But Penal, I think they kind of herald, they, they did herald in a new era of dance music in Australia, for sure. Um, and I think that they've just been really, really consistent. And, I, you know, they're kind of crazy dudes and they're kind of living that. Life and I think that they should win because it's kind of like in some ways it's like there's no adult contemporary category for dance music, but if there was, Pinau. they would be. They, it, it would, would be just Pinau. be. It would just be. <laughs> it would just be Paul Mack and Pinau. And the nominations for best adult contemporary dance release are Pinau, Pinau, yeah, Pinau, 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 and Paul Mack. And Pinau. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinau featuring Paul Mack and also Paul Mack featuring Pinau. So Pinau, we give um, it to so Pinau. Yeah. We give it to Pinau. I, I think it should go to congratulations, Pinyao. Pinyao. You have won yet another Aria Award. Um, you know what's funny? Like as you go along, I imagine it's the same for you. But with almost all of these artists, there's some there's some connection to them. Apart from Dom Dollar, as I said, I've never heard of Dom Dollar or B Randy. You're not. Get, but everything being, else, you, maybe have you thought that perhaps you're not being Randy enough, and that's why you haven't heard of him. Well, it's the only it's the only act in all the stuff that we've read tonight that I can genuinely say I've got no connection with. You know the six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. I think we should do the six degrees of Kevin Josh. <laughs> let's maybe let's try it, let's try it with the next category. All okay. right. Let's see what connections we have. Okay. okay. Go. Best Best Female Artist. Female artist. And the nominees are Amy Shark, back again with Night Thinker, Jessica Malboy, back again, but this time for The Secret Daughter, songs from the original TV series. There's, that's the name of the show that I couldn't remember before. Julia Jacqueline, mm-hmm. Don't Let the Kids Win. Meg Mack, Low Blows, uh, but, and but both those are albums. Uh, and Sia, with, once again, with the greatest, um, the singles. She keeps getting nominated for the single and not her record. I, maybe right, her record so was nominated last year and this was a late single. And yeah, maybe yeah, that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. That's what that's they do. That's it. So let me let me ask you this, right? <laughs> so, forgetting about who wins at the moment, okay. Let's go for how many degrees of separation you have to each artist. Amy Shark, go. Oh shit, jeez, I don't know. Um, is she on Wonderlick? Yeah. Oh, well, so they... your deg- your separation, you're through me. So, well, I was going to say Greg Donovan because it's his. Like, well, so, so Greg Donovan through you, but yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I guess yeah, there's. So what, how many degrees is that? Is that one or two? Well, I think that's... Yeah, that's probably two. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so for, for both of us, it's through... 
my manager, who you've also known for many years, Greg Donovan, who has signed Amy Shark to his record label. So that's, yeah, I guess that's, or is that one? It's Greg. That's it. Yeah, that's it. One degree. One degree for Amy All right. Shark. One degree. Jessica Malboy. Jessica Malboy. Well, um, there was this one time at an Aria's uh, in the, before uh, well, this was going back quite a few years, and uh, we were in the in the lobby before the aria started when you were waiting to jump in your limo for five seconds, and um, and I was standing there and um, and you know how you just sometimes people come if you find yourself you know in a group of people yeah, just and, chatting to someone yeah. so yeah anyway so Jessica Malboy was there as was Terry and Bindi Irwin oh and, wow and Jess and Terry knew each other well and were chatting and hanging out and all that kind of stuff. And then somebody, whoever else was there, record company uh, rep, I can't remember who it was, sorry, was introduced me to Terry Irwin. Um, oh, this is, you know, Kev, Bob Evans, you know, and um, he's been nominated. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was when Jeb's nominated. Anyway, said the nomination, and, and she looked at me and she goes, well, you're pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. What did that mean? I don't know. It was really weird. <laughs> um, but anyway, just Malboy was there at the time, so that's my... Oh, hang on. One Who degree. said you're pretty cool? Uh, Terry Irwin. That? Terry Irwin. Oh, Terry. That. Oh, yes. I thought Jess Malboy said that. No, Jess didn't say that. No. Okay, so my separation with Jess is one as well because we're both ambassadors for the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. Oh. All right, Julia Jacqueline. I got nothing here. I got nothing. Um, I got two weird ones. Two weird ones. So my very first publicist for Mushroom Publishing was this guy called Miles Williams. And then he went on to do A and R for uh, a different for for the same record label, and he signed Julia Jacqueline was his first signing. Mm-hmm. But then also, do you remember a, a punk rock band called Degrees K that were from New Zealand, but they played around in Australia for a while? I don't know. So we we became really good friends with them when I was in my punk band, An Empty Flight. I still go hang out with the singer of Degrees K in New Zealand when I tour there and stuff like that. He plays under the name Dictaphone Blues now. He's really great. Yeah, and the guitarist in their band produced Julia Jacqueline's record. So that's two, I guess, two. Okay. Two right. degrees. All uh, right, Meg Mack. Meg Mack. Well, yes. Uh, well, Meg Mack, I believe, is originally from Perth, my home city. Oh. And I believe, I believe that she is managed by Pete Carroll, I think, who was working at Sony and saw Jeb's play one of our very early gigs in Perth and got in contact with John O'Donnell, who was at Murmur at Sony, who ended up com- coming over and signing us. Uh, so I've oh. known... So And I believe this is correct. Um, so, yeah, so Pete Carroll I've known since I was a teenager. Um, so that's and sh- my and make, yeah. one degree. Well, my one degree is that she's actually my cousin. Bella Bullshit. She is my cousin. She's, no, she's my uncle dark. Tim's... She's my uncle Tim's youngest daughter. No, Meg, she's not. No, she's, no not. she's not. I don't. That's she's the only one I have no connection with. Don't, okay. I got nothing. Okay. Nothing. Um, and well, actually, there is one because I believe that uh, our, your friend of mine, uh, Joel from Eskimo Joe, produced oh, some yes. of her early stuff. Yes. So there's one another degree. one. There's oh, that's one. two degrees. Yeah, that's two degrees. I guess. Okay. Um, good. Okay. See ya. I don't think I got one. I don't think I have any. Well, the only one I have is that um, a friend of mine, uh, a guy called Michael Zamowski, who you know as well, I think, um, his friend Sam Dixon wrote a lot of her, a lot of Sia's 
co-wrote a lot of Sia's songs. So that's oh, really? two or three, you know. But that's, you know, that's all right. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Miss... All right. Miss... Bus- no. Myth confirmed. Myth busted? I don't know. Um, best male artist. Um, your old mate, D.D. Dumby. Uh, real name, D.D. Dumbo. With- you know why I say D.D. Dumby? Why? Because there's a there's a my wife is Vietnamese and there's a phrase which I, I think I'm saying wrong because I tried to say it to another Vietnamese person recently and they had they had they had no idea what I was saying. But it okay. means well, I say it to my kids. It means go have a bath or go have a shower and it's and you go, um, dee dum dee, dee dum dee, and so dee dee dumbo just sounds it makes me think of dee dum dee. So yeah, dee dum dee, dee dee dum dee means. Go have a shower. <laughs> so go have a shower with Utopia Defeated, Dan Sultan, Killer, Illy, Two Degrees, Paul Kelly back again with Life is Fine, and Vance Joy also back again with Lay It On Me. Now, uh, once again, as we will hear later, um, there are two artists in this category that have also been nominated for Album of the Year, Illy and Paul Kelly. So I'm going to, once again, I'm going to say it's got to be one of those two. Who's it going to be? I, I'm going to say Paul Kelly. I think it's Paul Kelly's year. Like, every, have you noticed, and I'm sure you, you have, um, we both have kind of, you know, being singer-songwriters, have, you know, spoken about Paul Kelly in the past. And I do feel like every sort of three or four years, it's just like Australia rallies around and goes, this is our guy, it's Paul yeah, Kelly, yeah. this is our guy. You know, yeah. and I feel like this is his year again. I mean, it's like he's, and it's legit. I mean, he's playing you know, 3,000 people everywhere you go. It's it's enormous. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. His career is bigger now than it ever was, yeah, which yeah. is it just, that just amazing. Doesn't, that, that, that is so incredibly rare. Um, but let me ask you about this, right? Because this is the thing that I don't understand, and I'm, okay. I want to understand it because I basically want to emulate it, right? Well, you're, you're talking to the right guy. H- hit me with it. So, so <laughs> if, you, if you think about, like, all the, all the strange barometers that we have for an artist's success in this country... We have radio airplay, which it would be fair to say that Paul Kelly gets double J. That's it. that's about it. Yep. You have Facebook numbers, which Paul Kelly. Has, Although actually, you know, well, no, I will stop you there, Josh, because when you uh, Paul the Kelly's the Paul Kelly's back catalogue gets played extensively on you know your gold FMs and your does it even your triple Ms. Would, uh, How do we get play, into that market? How do we do that? that stuff. You got, well, we you got did, any contacts? I mean, he had. You got any contacts? Yeah. You got any one degrees? <laughs> he had. You know, he has uh, massive hits from you know go, stretching back to the eighties that are um, that will be, be played on the radio for for many many years to come. I expect so. Um, so he does. So, but in terms of his new music, you're right. I mean, it's there's probably not a lot of many avenues for his new music to be played on the radio. But yeah, and his streaming figures aren't great, which I think is a reflection of his demographic. Mm. But his live numbers have gotten bigger and bigger every year, and I think that's uh, a reflection of the fact that he has become so iconic Icon. that people Icon. just that's it. yeah, people just want to be. It's that people realize it's a it's a He's like our Leonard Cohen, you know. Like it's, you know, it's a thing that people are realizing. He's you got to see him. He's this icon of Australia. Yeah. You got to see him because mm. he's he's this guy. You know, he's the yeah. guy that you. It's like when I saw Dil, I saw Bob Dylan with my dad at the entertainment center, and it was. I'm not in any way saying this reflects Paul Kelly's shows. I've seen him play many times, and he's always excellent. But Bob Dylan was it was pretty fucking woeful. <laughs> but I was like, I was like fucking Bob Dylan. Doesn't I've matter. seen him. It's Bob I've, Dylan. I've yeah. seen this icon, and yeah. I kind of feel like. Uh, Paul has entered 
that kind of legendary iconic you know yep. field which is completely organic because it's not like he's you know he's just done whatever the fuck he wants to do and that's that is the kind of trajectory that I want to try and do I want I want to only do what I want to do it's what I've always tried to do you know um and it's so refreshing and encouraging to see somebody that's actually pulled it off you know yeah yeah it's amazing okay best group so num- let so get, let's give it to him definitely best male, let's give it Paul, to him. it's Paul Kelly's he's got it best group Before nominees uh AB original reclaimer australia gang of youths go father yeah, in Go Father in Lightness, I believe. It says on my sheet here, Go Father in the Lightness, but I, th- I don't think that's right. Uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard are back again with Flying Microtonal Banana. Nick yes, Cave and the Bad Seeds, Skeleton Tree, Peking Duck are back again there with Stranger. Well, look, if you look at it right, AB Original, two guys, Gang of Youths, proper band, King Gizzard, proper band, but... You know, a, bit, a little bit novelty, a little bit marginal. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, obviously a proper group, but it's Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds mm-hmm. and Peking Duck, two guys. So I reckon it's Gang of Youths. Yeah. Um, that's what I say. That's what I mean. That's what I've said. That's what I say. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Gang of Youths or uh, on or if it happens that AB Original just have one of those years where they clean up everything, then it would be them. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. One, yeah, one sometimes. It, yeah. But Bo- Both of those artists, I believe, are nominated for album of the year, I think. Best Blues and Roots album. All Rx's Live in Texas, When We Fall, Archie Roach, Let Love Rule, Busby Maru, Postcards from the Shell House, Paul Kelly and Charlie Owen, Death's Dateless oh. Night. Uh, one of his, sneaking little, in another one there, I know. A little, little side project just slipped in under the, under the darkness of night. Um, and Tash Sultana, Notion. So uh, I, it will be Tash Sultana, yeah. but I would love it to be All Rx's because I love those guys and, you know, Girls. In terms of that, you know, one degree of <laughs> guys is a, it's not a... Yeah, but it's, it, it could it be misleading. Be it could be misleading. I mean, you know, okay, we have to enough. make so sure our that our listeners... No, 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 let me sure. finish okay. my point. I have no, to okay. make sure yeah. that the, my dear listeners, uh, you know, don't don't get the wrong... They're, they're relying on us, Josh, to give them... Okay, all right. The technical... The information, you're The right. information. You're, you're right. So all our exes <laughs> live in Texas, a fine bunch of uh, powerful young women... Um, featuring uh, the one and only Alana Stone, who I went to primary school with, if you want to talk about degrees of separation. Yep. Uh, the sister of, of course, Yali Stone on Orange is the New Black and also Jake Stone from Blue Juice and uh, excellent writer in his own right. So I remember explicitly those three kids walking into Balmain Primary School and they were absolutely minute. They were tiny. And I remember thinking... <laughs> That is a cute group of kids. I was in, I was, I was, I was in the year of like two years above Jake. So Jake was in my younger sister's always year. Um, yeah. And also my wife's year in high school. My yeah. wife Sarah's year in, in high school. They were old friends. Um, so I have a real love for the Stone family and I would love all our access to win because they've just been relentless in their pursuit of art and creativity in the you know, music scene, but also the acting scene and everything like that. However, I think Tash will win. What do you think? Um, pretty much exactly what you've said. Yeah, love to see all our exes live in Texas win this one. Um, but I believe that Tash Sultana is probably going to be the front runner for that. Yeah, she she's she she is the female John Butler. She's gonna she's gonna clean the floor with this country in that sort of. She already space. is. I mean, that, she already is. Right? Yeah, she already is. But she, but but it's in that kind of 
way where it just kind of took everybody by surprise, right? And and she's remained independent, and she's you know she's really she's a as far as I know she's a very quite a business savvy person as well, which John is as well. And she's and a breath of she's a breath of fresh air too. I mean, she's just so fucking. She's just so unique, and she just seems to be. I don't, I don't know about unique. Let's. I don't know about unique. I've seen I'm a talking lot about of her. Atti- and, I'm talking you know. about just her attitude and her personality. You know, like I, she's she's so against the grain in, the, like just listening to the way she talks in interviews and stuff. I just think like fuck, no one talks like that. So, I find it really refreshing. Yeah, she's not. You know, she's not playing. She doesn't feel like she's kind of. You know, uh, she just feels like she's a bit against the grain, and I like that. She's being herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. um, yeah, so I reckon she's going to win. I reckon for the next 15, 20 years, she's going to be a massive star that we will hear about selling out Red Rock in the States and, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff and playing massive U- European festivals. Man, and, she's, you know, she, she's nearly there. She's, she's nearly she's already there already. Doing. She's nearly there. Oh, she is, yeah, yeah. Uh, be- best Good. children's album. Now, this is a great one because there's, this, this is the other day is read. Well, okay, I'll just read them and, and you can laugh. Um, Jimmy Barnes is nominated for Best Children's Album for... Wow, really? Ock A. The Gnu. Now, I'm not sure... Ock A. The Gnu. I just... I'm, yes, I'm assuming that that's it's pronounced, a it's reference pronounced to his Ock Scottish... Ock A. The Gnu. Is he Scottish heritage? Is that... Yeah. Do you know what The Gnu is? No, what is it? So The Gnu is a cultural reference to blood pudding. And so what he's saying in this title is... Oh, hi, the Gnu. He's, like, he's saying, like, of course the blood pudding. Uh. Of course. The... <laughs> That's what you're having for breakfast. No, I just made that up. I made all of that up. Sorry. <laughs> I was totally... I was, I was. I know. I know. I I'm was, a very, um, very good liar. I'm a very good liar. I was literally eating that up. Um, La La, having fun. La La's Big Red Band. Yes. Yeah. Yep. No, that one. Peter Coombe. I mean, look, what a career he's had. Live it up. Mm. The idea Live of North... Lior and Whoa. Alina oh. Katz-Chernan with A Piece now, of Quiet, The Hush Collection, Volume 16. 16. I was fascinated when I read this because Lior is a good mate of mine and a good mate of yours. And he's done, you know, he's, I think he's won arias for his solo work. He's won arias for his classical work. And now he may win an aria for his kids' music work. So he's... He, in terms of a triple threat, and mm. he's very good at Krav Maga. Oh, he okay. he could he could he could literally kill you. He, he also could, he would appear. He would. He also appeared. No, no, listen, <laughs> listen. He's told me. He's okay, told me that he would. Are you saying you're going to lay low for a while? <laughs> no, no. He's he said if I ever see that motherfucker around again, I'm going to Krav Maga that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. So just be careful, man. <laughs> I, he also appeared in the recent stage production of A Fiddle on the Roof. And I, and he had to dance in it. Apparently, he was very good at dancing. Yeah. Um, so he's a, he's a quadruple threat. Yep, yep, yep. All, I've got nothing but admiration for that. And the final uh, nominee, uh, of course, The Wiggles with yeah. The Wiggles duet. So, geez, I mean, look, I'm going to come straight out, Josh. I'm going to come straight out and admit that I haven't listened to any of these records. No, neither have I. Having um, kids and everything, I just don't. We, I play my kids Pavement and Dinosaur Junior. I don't play them kids' music. I've, I've heard of all these people, though. So, look, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think the Wiggles are going to win because, they, again, they've won so many times before. I feel like maybe... I think, I think La La is going to win because La La Ooh. is a really popular show on ABC2. Um, and it's, and it's, it's quite a credible... Like anybody that's a musician or a... You know, and, again, this is a peer-voted thing, so it's an industry-voted thing. 
um, it really does. The show does promote live music and yeah. live performance. Yeah, I've and seen, I think, I've seen the show. Yeah, I think that could get it across the line. Yeah. And the Wiggles, I mean, surely, <clears throat> surely the run, surely it has to be over yeah. sometime. You know? Yeah, it's I like, mean, I've, I've still enjoyed. My kids enjoy the Wiggles. Uh, uh, but let me let me give you a prediction for next year. Okay. Oh, I know. What Justin you're Justin Clark's here we go. Show Just TV getting show. in a getting in a little plug getting an early plug in. Is, Justin uh, Clark's TV show that will be will be eligible for next year's Arias will undoubtedly get a nod. Yeah, it'll undoubtedly get a nomination, and it'll undoubtedly win. Because little JP here, that's me right here. Next category is Apple Music Song of the Year. <laughs> Four of the songs on that record produced them right here in this in this very studio that I'm talking to you from now. Okay, so I'm just saying, Justin Clark all the way, 2019. I mean, 18, 18, 18, 18. 18. 18. Uh, early tip there, you heard it first, folks. The uh, early tip. 2018. We're gonna vote Justin. Let's. let's sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Apple Music Song of the Year. Now, again, this is another one a weird category where all of a sudden there are ten nominations to, instead of five. I have no idea why that is. Well, no, because I think this is a I think this is a public voted yes. uh, category as well. Um, I think that's why it happens. So we've got Amy Sharp, listening to Dean Lewis, Guy Sebastian, Illy, Jessica Malboy, Picking Duck, Pinal, Sia, Starley. Um, uh, you know, I reckon. Um, well, look, Illy. You know, Illy's had. You know, Illy features in a lot of these categories, and he's had like some hits and stuff. I mean, he, he could win something. Now, do you think? Do you think Illy has read the book Catch Twenty Two? Do you think he's read that book? I wouldn't know because I have not read the book Catch Twenty Two. You haven't read Catch Twenty Two. I have not read Catch Twenty Two. You're telling me you've not read the Kurt Vonnegut book Catch. 22. What I'm telling you is that I've never sat down, opened up a copy of Catch 22 and read and started at the opening page and worked my way through each subsequent page until making it to the end of the final cover, putting it back in the bookshelf, walking away, satisfied in the knowledge that I had indeed read Catch 22. That's what I'm saying. you (laughs) You said that you studied English in high school. I did. I was ducks in my year. I was graduated yeah. ducks of English. You were ducks of English, and yet you've never read <laughs> Catch Twenty Two. You've I, never I, read Catch Twenty Two. Look, I, I, maybe I've forgotten. Maybe, maybe it wasn't that good, Josh. Maybe I just now, poo-pooed it and said. <laughs> and when I when I say Kurt Vonnegut, of course, what I meant was Joseph Heller, because Kurt, <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut wrote the Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Five, great book. Catch Twenty Two, Joseph Heller. Okay. Um, okay. Dead hands. Best Australian live act. Climb oh, hang on. We didn't even do the music song of the year. Apple Music Song of the Year. Oh yeah, I just kind of threw out Illy as maybe a possibility. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm 100 percent with you. <laughs> Best Australian live act. Client liaison. Flume. Gang of Youths. Illy. Jessica Malboy. King Giz and Liz Wiz. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Peking Duck. Tash Sultana and Violence Soho. All worthy I, nominees, Josh. I think you would agree. Yes, I think it's going to be. I think this kind of category is is um, ripe for Tash, and I think that mm-hmm. she'll get in a bit of a role with these sorts of ones. You know, the Blues and Roots and Live, and you know that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I reckon it's going to be Tash. Um, and again, is this this could be public voted, so you know you you kind of oh, is it right? Well, oh, I think okay. it might be. But again, Tash. Well, then, it, then it's probably going to be. Illy, it'll probably be Flume. 
Flume, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Flume could easily. You know, take because this. it's like in in terms of the you know like if just being the, massive, the people that are actually yeah being massive exactly, yeah. which is yeah. what's going to get across the line. Yeah, Flume. I mean, if you if you were if you were us and we have seen lots of bands in our lives, I would say that you know the dichotomy between pressing a couple of buttons and pushing a USB stick in versus Tash, you know, hitting a loop pedal and playing a million instruments is quite a big dichotomy. So I reckon Tash should probably win, but in terms of size of crowds and the amount of drugs you'd take, probably probably Flume. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, it would surprise me if Gang of Youths won it as well. Violent Soho could also be a chance to. Um, but yes, I I think Flume. I think Flume. Tell me, what, what do you think about Gang of Youths? Let's let's well, let's, let's go deep with Gang of Youths. Okay, well we can't. They, we've, we're going to be talking about them quite a bit over the next couple of categories. Uh, they we they all right. Have, well, let's sort of yet to hit their stride, but so let's let's go there. Give uh, me one. Later. Give me one thought. Give me one thought, and then we'll move on. Um, I th- okay. Um, I like them. Um, mm. I mm. think. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 mm, I really yeah. <laughs> shut up. I can't. You don't, li- you don't like them. You don't like them. I can't gather my thoughts with you constantly going. Mm, 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 mm. I'm doing uh, a Roy on you. Okay, so are you finished? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is the most limp-wristed, bloody vague answer I've ever heard. I, I think that they are. An ambitious Very. fucking rock band that is like they're going for it, you know. Like I'm, I'm, I the 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 singer. I, I can't remember his name, but he has an incredible voice mm. and he has an incredible presence. But I think that he uh, could have easily gone on the voice, you know, the voice or X Factor or something like that. Right. Yeah. I think star I think he's quality. sort of star quality. Is yeah. Saying, but quality. I think I think he's the sort of performer that might have gone on that and might have. You know, I don't think I, I don't necessarily think of the band as a band that started as high school friends and clawed their way up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But having said that, what they're producing is really fucking good music mm. with some really interesting lyrics that that cover ground that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And um, and they have a real chance at sort of breaking through internationally and becoming really big, which is which is always good for Australia. So I reckon they're really fucking good. But maybe their inception wasn't as organic as I would like out of a band that would become huge. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Um, I I agree. Like I I I, I dig their ambition, and I dig the fact that um, you know they are they want to fucking be a big. You know, they want to get they want to play arenas. You know, they want they want to go all the way. But the thing that I like about them is that. As well is that um, at the same time, the music that they're producing is still sounds kind of a little bit raw and edgy. It's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Know, they're not. They're not getting played on commercial radio. So they're like, yeah. and I don't think they're doing, you know, doing big business overseas or anything like that. So it's like they're, you know, they're for, for all that they uh, kind of have that swagger. They're still, they still seem to be approaching it from, you know, an honest and organic yeah. place, which is always good. Yeah. Um, All right, moving on. Best now. Best international artist. Cause you, cause oh, who I, gives I can't a be bothered. Fuck. 
I can't yeah, be. I, I mean, can't be fucked. You know, look, who gives a shit? Ed it, Sheeran, of course. It look. Just it, give him another fucking award. I can't. That, I can't decide. Let's between. put him in. Let's put him in Game of Thrones. Let's. <laughs> I let's can't fucking decide. have a look at his acting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide between Harry Styles and the Rolling Stones. I mean, they're both so iconic. I just yeah, don't exactly, know yeah. which one. You know, the the horrible thing is people are comparing Harry Styles to Mick Jagger. They are. Yeah. I mean. And it's not the fucking same. Like my my dad grew up in in England in the sixties, the the fifties and sixties, and he was a young kid that went and saw the Who play at like a local town hall and sat on the stage with them because there was no room in the crowd. You know, yeah. That is the legacy of bands like the Who and 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 the Rolling Stones. Harry Styles, he may be a very good looking and talented kid. And he apparently acted quite well in that movie that he was in. But he's still a dude that, like, fucking, you know, bypassed all the actual hard yards that you have to do and became a star through a reality show. And I just, I mean, maybe I'm just, I, in fact, I'm almost certain that I'm being old and jaded and cynical. But I just still have a really hard time accepting that trajectory uh, for somebody that would, would be considered an artist as opposed to an entertainer. And I don't have any lack of respect for entertainers like Robbie Williams and stuff like that. But to see to see people like, you know, I mean, even Ed Sheeran, who I have no amazing fondness for, but he writes his own songs. And yeah, plays, yeah. Know. He came up through busking and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But to see fucking Harry Styles up there with Rolling Stones, it just, I don't know, it it, it bugs me a little. Yeah. The, Thoughts? The, Thoughts? Uh, my Comments? Th- my thought is Adele's in there and she's surely by pure weight of numbers she's going to... She's going to win. I mean, she must be uh, outselling out any uh, pretty much everybody in the world. With no, I don't think she's outselling Ed Sheeran in Australia. Really? I think Ed Sheeran, yeah, no. Ed Sheeran is, I think he's, you know, he's enormous everywhere, but I think it's it's a little bit of that sort of pink scenario. Right. Um, where his market in Australia, I think he's, yeah, he's sort of tapped this to a, a you know, to that level of, Stadiums where he would be doing more business here than kind of you know per capita than anywhere else. I think. Yeah. Right. Well, it's okay. So it's probably going to be a tune. Um. Okay. Best hard rock slash heavy metal album. Airborne. Breaking out of hell. Friends of Rom. High vis. High T. Kingies and the Liz Wiz. Murder of the Universe. They're nominated for a different album, I think, in this category than for another one that we just talked about. North Lane. Mesmer. And Sleep Makes Waves. Made of Breath Only. Now look. Um, I'm, you know, I, I'm not really familiar with Airborne's record or North Lane's record. I think North Lane are on that super heavy scale of things where it's lots of. Is it? Is that right? Is that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think North Lane are in that vein of the uh, like. Uh, you know, I think I think they're in that dual vocal thing where it's like. Um, I reckon King Giz and Liz was. Gonna win it. I reckon Frenzel are going to win it because I reckon Frenzel have generated a hell of a lot of goodwill in their That's true. long career. That's true. And I reckon Air or Airborne because Airborne, as much as they sort of they've been around for a long time, right? And my manager Greg manages them, and it's been a a, a real labour of love in the sense that at first you know it was this kind of retro rock thing, and then yeah, but they but they are killing it. I know overseas. in Europe and like stuff, they yeah. Europe in the UK and parts of. Um, Parts of America, um, the, I think they call them the, the 
the blue st- uh, the, the red states sorry the the red states right um but they they absolutely kill it like they so are so they've got a lot of they, trump so a lot of their fans are trump supporters is that what you're saying i believe so i'm not <laughs> not 100% sure that must but, be um, awesome yeah. for them <laughs> yeah that's great but they're a massive band they're actually a massive band they get they get all their music on like um video games and they they they're a huge band so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it is now becoming their time to get recognised in Australia because that always happens with bands that kind of ignore Australia and just do their thing. And then at some point, Australia kind of goes, oh, you know what? These guys are all right. You know, yeah, let's <laughs> fucking give, let's give them a fucking nod. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Airborne win it and then this will be the sort of catalyst for them becoming, uh, you know, a pretty, a pretty well-received band in Australia as well. Interesting. Interesting. Predictions. It is. Pred- it interesting is. predictions. It is. Pike's it is. predictions. Um, Pike's predictions. Yeah. Why aren't we doing this every week? Why aren't we doing <laughs> like the news, the news wrap up every week? Why are we not doing that? I don't know. I, I, look, I mean, you're right. I mean, it ask me so about anything now. about Trump. Ask me about Trump. Okay. Um, how many no, don't, weeks? I, <laughs> I don't. Uh, he's done more tweets than he's passed legislation. That's all I know. I'm out. All right. Yeah. Best rock Album, we got Dan Sultan with Killer, June Rats, The Kids Will Know It's Bullshit, Gang of Youths, Go Father and Lightness, Polish Club, All Right Already, and The Preachers, Girlhood. Um, I think this is Gang of Youths, Aria. I think it's theirs. I think I think so too. Yeah, sign, and I think they deserve it. it yep. yep, it's a yeah. great name. It's a great name, isn't it, Gang of Youths? It's a really and, well. I was going to say Go Father and Lightness is an awesome name for a record too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know how sometimes that like. Album titles just immediately just sound like, oh, that record sounds special. You know? But is it religious? Is it is it a bit religious? I think I don't know. Maybe it is. I know they do have a bit of a they do. There is a bit of religion going on there, isn't yeah. there? In the back in their backstory. I don't. You know. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to have to boycott this record. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I. But you know, also the I think Dan Sultan actually has a pretty good chance because that album is. I mean, it's pretty pretty fucking rocky like it's like a mm. it's rock in the sense of you know in the kind of old old school blues rock kind of sense and you know yeah. and also you know the preachers they're fucking excellent man like yeah and and let's look at you know let's look at it. it's the only female voice in there mm-hmm. and that's important to represent so i don't know that'd be good to see um and even gin rats you know like they're they've had a like they're pretty massive in australia now um so so what we're saying is all of them. Gang of Views. It's Gang of Views. Should it's win. Theirs. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. It's, it's their record. I mean, it's their award for sure. Uh, best Urban Release. AB Original, Reclaim Australia, Illy, Two Degrees, Remy, Divas and Demons, Fundamentals, Everyone We Know, and TK Mainzer, TK. Um, just, it's got to be AB Original, Illy. Um, I, but oh, fuck, it's, it's tough. Like, once again, I go back to that theory I've been banging on again about this whole podcast. If it's AB Originals year, they'll win five awards. If it's not, well, yeah, Illy, yeah, could e- yeah. Illy could easily win this. Do you do, you do a wrap-up where you go back and listen to our sort of predictions and, and tally them all up? Or God, no. You? No. You should, you should definitely do that. No. I, once, um, I, once I upload this I, to iTunes, I try as, to forget, forget it about as quickly it, yeah. as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon AB Original would be the obvious choice. Um, because they were doing something pretty radical in in Australian hip hop. Um, all right, so we've got to the final category, Josh. How God, we did it in eighty minutes. 
<laughs> 80 minutes. It only took us just over an hour to bullshit minutes. our way through every category. I just um, finished a quarter of a bottle of Oban as well. The 14-year single malt Scott, which whiskey. I'm actually I'm actually about like three mouthfuls away uh, from finishing my last beer, so this timing is just perfection. Beer? You don't usually drink beer. You're no, I don't. You're a red wine man. It's What's true, but it's, it's really hot at the moment. Um, oh. And yeah, it's been really warm down here in in Melbourne. Golden in Grove. Gro- in the Grove. Golden Grove. Um, the last few days. And I'm literally, I'm wearing shorts. Josh, would you believe? You get. Okay. I'm wearing shorts too, man. I'm wearing shorts as well. I'm wearing thongs, shorts, and a t-shirt. And, you know, anybody who knows me would know that that never fucking happens. So No, you're, you're um, all about the skinny black jeans and the bloody, uh, you know. I'm just jeans. I'm just, I just, I just denim, don't like. The denim I, jackets. <laughs> I don't even own a denim jacket. Um, I just I don't like showing off my legs. You know, I'm just a modest guy. I'm a modest guy. Don't like. But you're a runner. You're a runner. You're a long distance runner, man. You should show off those that chicken was like legs, man. Fucking twenty five years ago. Yeah, but um, you had promise. You had promise. Man. You had promise. <laughs> You've more told me. Than, more than Do you remember promise. that time in Perth that you and I hit the gym on the Basement Birds tour? Yeah. And we just hit the treadmills, and you did. I, I was in reasonably good shape at that point. I'd been sort of trying to stay in shape and you had not. And we <laughs> and we were running on the treadmills side by side. You just smashed out 4Ks with no effort at all. And I was like almost going to die after 2Ks. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I do remember that. Only it's just, because... It's residual. It's muscle memory. Your body knows. And your, what your body knows, Kev, is that you're a runner. You're a I, runner. I am. My legs are like steel springs. Iron cables. Apple <laughs> Music. Apple Music. So Apple Music have got the naming rights now for a couple of categories. Apple Music, Album of the Year. AB Original, Reclaim Australia. Amy Shark, Night Thing. Can you sense how, like, because we've got to the last award, that even the way that I'm reading it out, I'm just... In, it's I'm, more exciting. I'm just getting a little bit more drama in there. I'll start again. Yeah, you're in the zone. AB Original, Reclaim Australia. Reclaim Australia. Amy Shark, Night Thinker. Night Thinker. Gang of Youths, Go Father. Go Father in Lightness. Illy, Two Degrees. Two Degrees. Paul Kelly, Life is Fine. Life is Fine. Can I just say how it, it sounds a little bit anticlimactic, Paul Kelly, Life is Fine. It's like Recame Australia, Night Thinker, Go Father in Lightness, Two Degrees. Yeah, life is life. fine. Yeah, life's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, life. yeah it's fine. Yeah, it's not great. It's not bad. It's fine, you know? Ah, you know, I can't complain. Yeah, life. Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? It's fine, you know? But, but it's it, fine. It's not great. Don't get me wrong. It's not like great. Like Paul Kelly is like three times the age of all these other people. And so he knows. He's like, He knows, yeah. He knows. He's like, He's like yeah, it's you know, not great. Life is to, not great. You know, it's not bad. I, there have been completely times. completely fine. Where, you know, life was shit and there are times when life is amazing. Generally, when you lay it all out and you get the average over a long period of time, it's just yeah, it's life fun. Is fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's no problem here. There's no problem here. You know, there's a there's a, 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 a study that was done where humans have this capacity for bouncing back, right? And so the scientists did this study for over over a number of different conditions that people could have, you know, depression, um, the death of a loved one or cancer and stuff like that. And the, the scientists found that generally over these studies, uh, within a six-month period, the, the levels of 
sort of overall happiness before this dramatic event had happened, had returned to, you know, normal six months after this dramatic event Mm. had happened. So it sort of reflects humans' capacity to adapt to their situation. Um, And I guess that's the theme of Paul Kelly's new album, Life is Fine. Well, Life it's, is fine. it's evolution, isn't it? I mean, how, how could we survive as a species if we just fell apart? Yeah, when, exactly. You know? I mean, I remember, I, mean, I remember when one time I was at the Arias and I got nominated for an award. Here we fucking go. And I didn't, I didn't <laughs> win, Kev. And then six months later, I was like, I am, life is fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what? You know that there is a double. He's talked in interviews about you know there is the other meaning that life is is fine, like a fine thread. You know, life. life is finely balanced. You know, you're on the edge. um, Yeah, you're on a knife's edge. You know, it's like it's a it's such a it's a fine line. You know, and that's you know that's that's why Paul Kelly's Paul Kelly. Yeah. 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 Album of the year. What do you reckon? Um, I well, I reckon it's I, JB I, I, original. Hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa! I just thought of something that I, I had been meaning to, to mention, and I didn't want to forget. So, album of the year, Amy Shark, Night Thinker, six tracks. Is it an album? That's not an al- That's not an album. I think an album. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in my all the record contracts that I've signed in my life, which you know, there's been two or three now. Nine tracks classifies as an album. Apparently, five tracks is classified as a single slash EP, and anything over that is classified as an album. Now, look, really, we've we've both already talked on this episode. We love Amy Shark, and you know, we, I think that she's a really great chance to win, definitely win something. So, this is absolutely no, you know, nothing about her as an artist, but but there's just something weird about. A six-track EP making it to album of the year for me, I, I don't mm. know. and I just and so I I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't back her to win this for that for that reason. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, man. I didn't I didn't actually realise that, but yeah, I I agree. Well, Although, I, Googled, having, I Googled having, it having half an hour that, before we started this podcast, so. But having said that, is it a reflection of you know the new paradigm for artists releasing music? You know, is six yeah. tracks. All an audience wants as an album is that their atten- is that is that the limit of their attention span? Yeah, and 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 is the artistic statement of an of the album um, that all that relevant anymore? I mean, to people. Yeah, or or is it is it is it is is a six track album reflective of kids? You know, their attention span, so that an album back in the day was you know 10 12 13 songs mm. and now all these fucking kids have got time for is six songs well in the 90s in the 90s uh, you'd you'd put out 18 tracks and then a fucking secret song 20 yeah. minutes after the last one finished i think the kids might be losing their attention span which is not a good thing they're all always they're always on their ipads and their you know their iphones and their galaxies the samsungs <laughs> Samsung's. There's a lot of product placement going on in there. Well, I'm sponsored now. I just, I didn't. Yeah, I just realised that just at the end of this podcast, you're just suddenly slipping in all your sponsors' names. Josh Pike appears. Josh Pike appears, courtesy of Samsung Galaxy. You you keep talking. You keep talking. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna listen while I drink my Asahi beer. Asahi. 
Oh, this Oban is incredibly nice. Did I t- I, I, MacBook I new, Pro that I'm recording on. Ooh, I, I bought a new Epiphone. Powerful. I bought a new Epiphone guitar last night. <laughs> you know, my Subaru has been running a, running a little poorly lately. Uh, you know, I think the new one could be better. Actually, that's not a. Don't get me fucking started. I just crashed. <laughs> I just crashed. I crashed my Mitsubishi a few months oh, ago. Is that it true? Got is a fucking write off. Yeah, it got written off. Really? Um, yeah, you are right. Did you, oh, were you it was fine, but the car was a write-off. The Mitsubishi. So you're saying the Mitsubishi has a five-star safety rating, and you were fine? <laughs> well, I, it was great because the airbags went off just as they should. Yes, Woo! and um, and and I was and I was fine. And you know what? I credit I that just, all to Mitsubishi. <laughs> just whatever you're saying, just wait. Are you there? Are you still there? I just when I said woo, I got so excited that I threw my hands up and I threw my phone off the desk. Oh my god! And it landed on the ground. I had to plug my headset back in. Hang on, was that your Samsung so I, phone or your iPhone? It was the it was the it was the iPhone, but the Samsung okay. is still here on the desk as a backup. <laughs> Hang on, let me just check the Tascam recorder and see how long we've okay. We we should move. We should keep moving. Album of the year. Oh, the Tascam. <laughs> the, the Tascam can only do an hour, can it? No, no, of course not. The DR40. It can do a lot. It can do many, many, many hours. I just wow. wanted. To, I All just right. wanted to check. Okay, the Apple Music. Album, album of, the, of year. the year. Who do you think? I mean, this is this is. Really I think hard. it's gang. I think it's gang of youths. What really? You think gang yeah. of youths are going to come out from underneath AB Original and Paul Kelly and? Yeah, I think call me crazy, but I think that gang of youths um, delivered an album that, as a body of work, had and and has had more longevity than the other albums. Life is fine is pretty new, so it hasn't kind of had that longevity. Two Degrees was big, but I don't know. I just, I don't buy it. Amy Shark's not a not a proper album. And AB Original, great album, but it was quite a long time ago, whereas I think Gang of Youths was later. I think I'm right in saying that. And I think that it's going to have, it's sort of peaked at a time that it needs to peak in terms of getting those mm. kind of votes yeah. for, this, I, for this type of thing. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on, obviously, on the Amy Shark thing, not quite being a prop, a full album. Um, Paul Kelly, Life is Fine, great album, but I feel like he's been nominated more for being Paul Kelly than the record. Um, yeah. Illy, Two Degrees, was obviously a big commercial success. But um, So anyway, but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think it's AB Original or Gang of Youths. I'd be very happy either either of them won. I'd be really happy for both of them. I think they both deserve it. Well, that's it. That was we smashed it. We did. We did it again. You know, like we we put in a lot of uh, a lot of time, a lot of knowledge, a lot of yeah. expertise. But we also had a lot of fun. You know, we laughed, we laughed, we cried, and we learned something. And thanks, mate. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Um, no worries. Can...